To you further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy. <laughs> Delayed response as I chug some tea. Yeah. I do have a sore throat. I want everybody to know that I might sound bad, but I'm in mint condition and mm-hmm. I've tested negative twice. So if anyone starts to feel twitchy as they listen to me, that they could catch something by listening to the podcast, can't happen. It's it, that's true. <laughs> On multiple levels. Amy's looking so confused. Listen. As a person who's had this dry cough for a few days, I can tell you everyone's scared. The minute you make a little ham sound, yeah. people just twitch. We all have PTSD. Oh, yeah. So I don't it's want the, our listeners to be stressed. Fair enough. It's the worst when you sneeze in a store or something, and then it's just like... Into your mask, A, it was gross, oh. and B, everybody's looking at you like you're evil. But yeah. anyway, anyway, besides the good news that I don't have COVID, we have other good news. Yes. Michelle's book has officially launched. It is on Amazon. It is in chapters. It is uh, locally available. It is in Shepherd's Fold. It is in various places in Grand Prairie. Any Christian bookstore will order it for you. Yes, it is out there. Get the book. But along with the book, there's something else that's happening connected to the book. Yes, we started a Facebook group, Mm -hmm. like a book club page, where people can put their thoughts and ideas, their questions and rumblings. Yeah. As with our podcast, we hope people will ask difficult and awkward questions. <laughs> yes. So what is that called? The Facebook group is, yeah. I think it's the Fierce Hope Book Club. Yes, yeah, I think it is. Called. I know it's Fierce Hope for sure. Yeah. And I think it's Book Club. So yeah. I think all those words and you'll find it. Yeah. Fierce Hope Book Club. Join it. Ask questions, comments. Definitely engage. Don't just lurk. You know, whatever, whatever you're hoping from that. Yeah. Do it. Do it. It's going to be fun. It's already mm-hmm. kind of fun to me. Initial question on the page when I launched it was, do you underline or do you leave your books pristine? Okay, you know what? For the longest time, I left my books pristine. When I met you, you did. And then I'm like, you know what? You started reading my books that were nicely. I was, and it was like, this is helpful. It is helpful, and it's rich, and it's like a relationship. And then I go back, and I find my little happy face, because I remember I put a little happy face. Yep. See, just from brain perspective, you're using your eyes and a kinesthetic thing. So now all my all my books are well marked. I feel like mixed feelings about this, Amy. I feel personally proud of the fact that I converted you up into a marker, but you don't use a ruler to underline. No. See, uh, it's like it's like not a solid win for me. You no, know, I just like do it, and, and for the most part, it's good enough. There's been a few that it's kind of like jostled, so it's like definitely not. Okay, and it super satisfies me that I have this like precise underline. <laughs> so anyway. Are we digressing or is this part of the beauty of who we are? Beauty of who we are. Definitely. We are sometimes awkward. So I feel like one of the gifts of our friendship to me, I hope there's some gifts to you. I really do. Lots of gifts. (laughs) Is you notice things I say and you repeat them back and I'm like, that's quotable. Yeah. And then we talk about t-shirts. So something I apparently say more often than I know was or is, it's awkward, but I'll do it. And it will be good. Yes. I do say this. I recognized it when you yeah. said it. And so you made us t-shirts for did. Christmas. I did make us t-shirts. Because it, it's such a good phrase. Because it, it, it on the top, off the top, it's like, okay, whatever. But it's like, once you go into all those components, it's quite a rich 
It's not a boring way to live. It's an adventurous way to live. It's true. I am having mixed feelings about wearing this t-shirt around with people peering at my bosom trying to read the letters and then decide what it means. Fair enough. Because I was like, should I put it on the back? But on the back feels like very, I don't know, old school lame printing. I don't know. So whatever. So across the bust is definitely better. I don't know. I love it. I love that you put the effort into it. And what a fantastic conversation starter. And again, even as we're saying it on here, how many people know what we're actually talking about? Are we just randomly weird? I mean, I like that you stopped to think about that. I mean, we're, we are randomly weird, but we're not weird for the sake of being weird. Like, you know, it's, it's not like, hey, what's the most awkward thing we can do? And we'll do it as if like by our awkwardness, we're some, that's an end in itself. I remember the first time somebody told me I was really awkward, like right to my face. And I was like, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. And he was like, no, it is good because I need people to go off script and no one goes off script, but I need somebody to call me on my stuff. And you always do that. And I, and as I'm thinking, because we're so different, Mm -hmm. our awkwardness probably shows up in very different ways in conversations. Probably. So awkward meaning. Like you just said there off script. Yeah. Maybe something that is like not what people expect going places that people don't want to go or isn't polite conversation or doing actions that aren't the predictable expected actions or culturally typical or culturally typical so a memory is coming to mind probably i think is something we've mentioned before in one of our story podcasts of our different stories the first times that i really engaged with you more deeply was a really awkward conversation for me yeah we had met at a friend's house i remember doing a puzzle together probably first time I met you, mm-hmm. and I was doing adult literacy, and you were kind of engaging with me there on some different levels, support, volunteering. But then as we, I adopted you guys, because that's what I try to do to newcomers in town, and so we get to know each other better. And you were asking for prayer for a health thing for yeah. quite a few times. And at that time, that was kind of before some of your real transformative Jesus encounters in your story, and you're pretty, yeah. like, definitely locked into the level, analytical yeah. brain space. Yeah. Not a lot of emotive. And what I get awkward then, just by virtue of being nervous, because I'm very emotive and very intuitive. So we've talked about that on different podcasts. You were very brave in asking for prayer for this healing thing. But every time I prayed for you, I would just see a picture of you. And in my understanding of the picture, I'd be like, that's Amy in grade three, which Mm -hmm. makes me laugh. How did I know it was grade three? I don't know. Words of knowledge come from God. And that's all I got. And it's like every single. So the third time I'm praying for you Mm -hmm. and I get this picture, I'm like really annoyed. Yeah. Because I know that God is speaking and I have to take the risk of the awkwardness. Yeah. The full on awkwardness to say to this very intellectual, Mm -hmm. analytical person. Yeah, whatever. I've got a picture of you in grade three. So that's where it's awkward, but I'll do it Mm -hmm. and it'll be good. Yeah. And of course, that was a really transformative Oh, yeah, totally. Not initially. It was awkward. Well, and the funny thing is, you texted me. Yeah, I was like, I I took the safest route I could find. That way I didn't have to look at your eyes or your eyebrows. Right? And so it's like, I think, I think, right, you texted me. And then, and then I think I brought it up afterwards. After I had, and it was like, it was that thing of, of, okay, well, this is kind of weird. But it was like, I had known you enough that I couldn't just dismiss it. Mm Mm-mm. Right? It was like there had been enough of a relationship that I was like, okay, I know she like cares about me and loves Jesus. So, okay, what do I do now? Right? Nothing to lose. And your initial thought was nothing significant happened in my life in grade three. 
Yeah. Right? And then I went, oh, see, Michelle, you do these weird things. Yeah. And it's just stupid. Like, seriously, it's not. I should know better by now. (laughs) But that was my focus on myself, which is so unhealthy. Talk about taking awkward to the next level. Yeah. It'll get worse, I promise, if you're self-focused. It's true. But that was, it was, it, uh, so what I did is I just like, was like, okay, grade three, you know what? I'm just going to write down everything I remember. That. I love this about you. So few people would actually do that. And so I did. And I landed on, you know, I didn't get a, a part in a Christmas or an Easter play. And it's like, I wrote it down and I started bawling. And I was like, what the beep? <laughs> Which actually you wrote about in your book. I mean, you didn't say my name or anything, but you talked about that part. Yeah, I did. So buy the book if you want to... Well, I guess no more details. there isn't much more detail than what I just said, but yeah, sure. But seriously, yeah, it's awkward, yeah. but I'll do it yeah. and it will be good. Yeah. And I mean, your life has been transformed. Oh yeah. Not because I'm so awesome, because as the story plays out, I really do like being so honest about my inward struggle mm. around this feels so stupid. Yeah. And then finally deciding like big, brave Christian. And I mean, I'm not like an immature believer, yeah. not then, not, you know, yeah. And it was like, I'll text her so I don't have to see her face. But I think that's part of what we want to highlight in this podcast. Mm-hmm. There's so many nuances to this. You shouldn't go in being awkward for the sake of awkward. Like, Yahoo, I get to be awkward. Do you like those people? Yeah. Well, like, what is... Uh, then it's like, okay, what what need are you trying to meet in the attention of being a odd, like, weird person? Exactly. It feels like some kind of strange attention seeking. Yeah. It's not other-centric. At the end of the day, there was two things that motivated me. Mm-hmm. I have learned to hear the voice of Jesus. I kind of recognize when it's probably him, like yeah. on the balance of probabilities, I knew this was probably him. Mm-hmm. And I cared about you. I cared about you enough that if it might help, I would do it. Yeah. And worst case scenarios, give me the hairy eyeball. and Right. And I think that's like, right, that, that the second one of the three statements of like, and I'll do it, is like that. It's like, and I'll do it because I care about people, mm-hmm. because there's a potential for this actually to change, to create space for Jesus to show up, for me to partner with Jesus. Like, it's not like, oh, I'll do it just for the sake of doing it again. Yeah. Right. But it's like, I'll do it because I want to take that risk. And in retrospect, we look back and we giggle about the story all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because what was my epic part in it? All I did was respond to your request for prayer, yeah. get a picture and tell you about it. Yeah. God, who is magnificent and glorious and loves us deeply, saw you in grade three, yeah. saw you today, and just said, man, I just want to unlock healing and restoration right. for her. Like the exponential yeah. flourishing that has come out of that. And that picture and me working through that didn't actually deal with any of my health issues right it had been but i got my healing another way which is also in the book so take a look at that as well (laughs) i love how amy's pumping the book it really helps me because it's awkward for me to do it so you go girl so a little bit of my story of how the physical healing came (laughs) is in the chapter of soul tie i have no no idea what page it is but right and it's even still it's like man the kindness of jesus like he took your willingness to be awkward my willingness to ask for prayer for something else which is awkward awkward and like combine it into this like thing that when i really think about it blows my mind every time and it all point to me it all points to god like we take our little tiny offering of our awkwardness and it changes somebody's life which changes somebody's family which changes a church and the like it goes on and on and on and this is who our god is that's part of my fierce hope 
it will be awkward. You know, we're not saying, hey, we are going to make this awkward. It's not like a not pronunciation of how it's going to be. <laughs> but it's like the acknowledgement of this might be awkward. I might not do this perfectly. I might fumble my way through it. But I will still do it because it's actually not about us showing up and doing everything beautifully and, you know, on point and perfection. Performance. It's not about us performing our way through whatever we feel Jesus prompting us. Yeah. So there's a few things there. It's like the thing that's actually holding you back is pride. Yep. So let's just call it that. Oh, are you so proud that you won't take this risk to be some sort of catalyst in someone's life for encountering God? Yeah that maybe you might fumble through it a little bit. And they might look at you a little awkwardly. And what is the end goal? It just so totally helps me to think about the end is that it's the love one another thing. Yeah, totally. A man has, a greater love has no one than that they give up their life for their friends. Mm -hmm. And obviously we look at that and go, yeah, Jesus, you know, went to the cross for me. But there's the giving up of my self-life where I am more in love with myself and my reputation, what you might think of me, than I am with Jesus and you. Mm. Yeah. It's really the nature of the gospel. Yeah. All the ways we can live out Christianity, this is like really foundational. Yeah. God, love others. And this statement is uh, an offense against the self-protection in the pride mm-hmm. of like just calling it how it is. Yeah. And so if I start breaking it down like that, do I love you enough? Mm-hmm. And do I want to do war on this self yeah. pride, self thing? Because yeah. you can look that one up in the dictionary. Yeah. We all know what we're talking about. This obsession with protecting ourselves and our image and who we think we are, which actually nobody else thinks we are. And how will other people perceive us? And we'll, we'll, you know, all the like posturing and angling. That makes me fierce then. I'm like, screw you, Satan. And we're going after loving each other. And the truth is, and it will be good. Mm -hmm. I don't always know right away that it'll be good. Yeah. But I can't think of any times that have turned into an epic disaster. Right? It's like, and it will be good, is like both rooted in the experience of the times before we've done this and the result has been good. It's reminding ourselves, hey, I've done this before. I've been awkward and it has turned out good. But it's also like, and it will be good because, man, if we are doing our best to listen and partner with Jesus, Jesus will show up and he'll make it good because he is good. He is. He's so good. And one of our favorite quotes, again, we do need a line of t-shirts. I know. (laughs) God wants our obedience, not our performance. Oh, yeah. As soon as I remember that, I just remember actually so much more goodness will come Mm -hmm. out of my obedience than my polished not being awkward. Because again, like that comes down to a heart thing because performance is rooted in in pride, actually. It's not rooted in otherness. The self. Yeah, the self. (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly it. I think one of the strengths is in this phrase is saying it to each other too. It's so true. Right? Like I can repeat it in my head like, no, it will be awkward. I'll do it. It will be good. But there's something else when you're saying it to someone else. Like, I think I'm going to do this. And you know what? I think it's going to be awkward, but I'll do it. And it will be good. good. And there is a decree and a declaration in that. And then it's like, as you're saying it, or even saying it to someone, like, man, you know what? You're going to do this. You know what? It might be awkward, but I know you're going to do it. And it's going to be good. It's true. Right? It's like that agreeing with one another, that we're not just kind of being weird and awkward all by ourselves. And then also maybe that allows someone to be like, you know what? Can I just ask you a few questions about this? Because... You know, just to flesh it out, because maybe you are just being weird for weird sake here. And we know it happens. It does. But that's why there's friends to be like, 
tell me more about how you came to that decision. <laughs> I think we've done a good job of sort of covering the self-focus, either in the intentional awkwardness or the avoidance of mm-hmm. awkwardness. And that we'll do it because even if it is awkward and we're fumbling, we're obedient. We're going after all God has, not just for us, but for the world around us. Mm -hmm. And some of the best stuff will come out of that. And it will be good Mm -hmm. because God is good. And he's so kind. He does take our little things. Yeah. And I, and I, I, if we miss the mark, Mm -hmm. kind of, I don't really think Jesus is too hung up about that. No, I certainly have gone back to people and said, man, I don't know if that was awkward or if it makes sense to you. How are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes you get a bit of a and it's always, it's never been terrible. Yeah. It didn't always be like epic. Yeah. But sometimes it was like, no, I want to ask more. And I think, well, I think that was the point. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to have more conversation. And nothing is ever like this mountain you're going to die on. There's opportunity coming out of it to continue conversations. So I wonder if our listeners are like having thoughts right now of something they've just sensed the Spirit of God saying, mm-hmm. I want you to do, to go see somebody, to take them something, to I don't know. It could be anything. Maybe the Lord's telling them to buy a copy of Fierce Hope for somebody. (laughs) Or maybe they're telling to write into us about something. (laughs) Or join the Facebook book club and ask an awkward question. No, I just feel like this has turned into some weird advertising thing. It's not awkward, Amy. Yeah, not awkward. It'll be good. (laughs) See, one of our gifts is we can laugh at ourselves as well. We're really good at that because we have a lot of opportunity. It's true. However, back to the point, whatever Mm. it is Mm. that God might be sort of prompting you, and you might be thinking, but this is awkward, or this is weird, or whatever. We're here to tell you, this is awkward, but you can do it, and it'll be good. And so much of our adventurous journey with God, heading further up and further in, is totally based on this kind of obedience. And so we bless you, our listeners. It might be awkward, but you can do it, and it will be good. We bless you as you head further up and further in.